0: Hello everyone and welcome on Women Abroad, the podcast that invites young professional women to share their experience abroad and reveal the wonderful women behind these stories. My name is Françoise Fallis, I'm an intercultural trainer and coach, I've lived and worked as an expatriate for more than 11 years in Egypt, Morocco and Nigeria twice and I currently live in Luxembourg. I meet young women who are studying or starting their careers abroad and hear from them about their discoveries, culture shock and the personal and professional challenges they face. What surprises, amuses, even fascinates them? How does their experience open up new perspectives and reveal new things about themselves? If you are curious about living and working internationally, This podcast will inspire you to consider new horizons. Women abroad be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. Hello! Today, for our third episode of Women Abroad, we are crossing the Atlantic Ocean and are stopping over in Montreal, Canada. Aria Rajourkar is studying Business, with a major in Finance and a minor in Marketing at the University of Concordia. I met Aria when I was living in Nigeria. She was then studying her IB in the same school as one of my daughters. Between dream and reality, she explains to us in a very spontaneous way how she adjusted to life in Canada, her major challenges as a foreign student, and how she has improved her time management skills, growing more autonomous and more responsible in her daily life. The Wi-Fi connection and do quality on Aria's voice recording was not always optimal. Please accept our apologies if you have to increase the volume sometimes. Hello, Aria. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. Very pleased to meet you today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our audience so our audience gets to know you a little better? And could you tell us what motivated you to study in Canada?
1: Well, yes, definitely. Um, I'm Aria. I'm in my third year of university in Canada. I'm studying in Montreal. I'm doing a major in finance and a minor in marketing. So I'm in the business school. And I would say what motivated me to come to Canada would be a lot of reasons. With the current situation going around the world, Canada having the better job opportunity in the future, better government, it's just more of a safety feature that Canada provided that no other country that I was fascinated by provided. So that's why I chose Canada.
0: Okay, this this was a big change with, with Nigeria and India, your your native country. What were your first impressions when you arrived in Canada? Do you remember?
1: When I first came to Canada I was like I was like wow. It felt like I was a big fan of watching YouTube when I was younger. I used to watch YouTube videos all the time. And when I first came to Canada it felt like I was living my own YouTube life. Because <laughs> with all the restaurants, being in Nigeria, we never really had access to, like, Starbucks all the time or, like, McDonald's. So I feel like a big part of coming to Canada was, like, whoa, this is a big city. It, it felt like, you know, when you, when people first move to New York and how they feel, the, the way the city just welcomes them, I feel that's how I felt. And since I was a part of university, I had a lot of, like, university experience as well. The university was really a crucial, played a crucial role in uh, welcoming me to the city, to be very honest.
0: What's the name of university where you're studying?
1: Uh, I study at Concordia University. It's in Montreal.
0: And, and what were the biggest, do you remember, the biggest challenge challenges you faced when you moved to Canada?
1: Uh, well, I would not say this uh, This is the biggest challenge, but since I'm in Montreal, a lot of them are very, um, it's a very It's a very French colony. So like getting around, knowing that we're in Canada, and it's like, yeah, we're in Canada, and I expect everyone to be speaking English. However, the people, all the road signs, menu, everything's in French. Oh. In being understood in English, which is your language, throughout your life, and then being able to communicate to somebody uh, in a language that's not really your first language, it, it was hard. Even when it comes to like jobs, the first question they ask you is, do you know French?
0: So it's Montreal, you mean?
1: Yes, yeah, yes. And if the answer is no, I do not know French... Um, it's like, okay, well, we'll consider your application for a job application. So it's like, they need to have you speak French and English, but it's always French first. And even when you go to restaurants, you go to movie theaters, everything is mostly in French.
0: So it came as a surprise for you.
1: Yes, definitely. I wasn't really expecting this, because in my head, it was more like Canada. It wasn't just Montreal. And a lot of people from Quebec itself consider themselves more French than Canadian. And this is something I, I did not know until I got here.
0: Are you learning French?
1: Yes, I have to. Actually, the government pays you to learn French. So if you're learning oh. French, you might be getting money as well because they're very proud of their language and their heritage and culture. They want everyone they know to be talking that language.
0: Okay, does does Canada correspond to the image you had?
1: To be very honest, in some kind of way, yes. Because in my head, I was coming to Canada for university. And I, we, as upcoming adults, we all think of the idea of a university experience, university team stuff, everything needs to be big. There's gonna be so many things you wanna do, opportunities, job fairs, even parties, for that instance. And when I came to Canada, Montreal in specific, the city I'm in, it was very, it was like downtown Montreal. I realized was way different from what I saw, what my expectation was. It was, it was more like a town where everybody knew each other, whereas in my head I thought it was bigger than that. I was thinking something more of, in the terms of like Toronto, for example. I was thinking maybe like my lifestyle would be something like that. But my lifestyle is kind of different from what the YouTubers probably experience because they're YouTubers. They yeah. have to create content. They have to be living a lifestyle that's so sensational. But I don't have to be, be living that lifestyle. It's it's more real, I would say.
0: Have you had the opportunity to discover Canada outside Montreal? You were talking about uh, Toronto. Have you been to Toronto yet? Yes?
1: Yes, I've been to Toronto a couple of times. I've been to Ottawa. I've also been to Quebec City. So, I've explored a little bit.
0: And what's what? What's the city you prefer until now?
1: I would I would definitely say Toronto. Toronto where my heart is. It's it's like it's so fast-paced. Everybody knows what they want. Nobody nobody's waiting for anybody. It's like the hustle is what keeps the city alive. Whereas in Montreal I would say it's very laid back, chill. If you don't want to do it it's okay, you can do it tomorrow. That kind of mindset. And I feel Montreal is also very it's very uh, good at its art. There are a lot of museums, a lot of galleries, a lot of like fine arts, music, theatre all originates from Montreal. So like Montreal is like the hub for artwork whereas Toronto is more of like the business lifestyle. And since I'm studying business I was seeking towards that lifestyle more.
0: Okay, so you you may consider to study in Toronto in the future?
1: Um, I will not say study, probably, because I'm about to finish my education in two years. And uh, maybe for work, or maybe if I want to do an MBA, or like my post-graduation, I would definitely consider Toronto for sure.
0: Okay, and what do you like in Canada, as far as you know, the country? What do you like or dislike? Do you have any anecdotes to share?
1: I would say the people. It's, it's for a reason people say Canadians are nice. I remember once we were lost. We were on the street. We were looking for directions. And we were new to the city. In the sense, we didn't really have a phone, no Wi-Fi. We were not well equipped with exploring the city. And we asked someone for directions on the street. It was this young girl. And we were. when I think about it, because now when I think about the directions from the place, to where we wanted to go, because now we know the city. It was, it was far. It was far. But at that moment, we, <clears throat> at that moment, we did not know how to get along it. And she's like, Oh, can you, uh, do you guys have a phone? I can put in the address for you. Because also, remember, all the, all the names of the streets, directions were all very French. So for like new explorers, it was just hard to navigate ourselves. So we, uh, we were like, No, we don't really have Wi-Fi. No, no we do have any connection to data. So she put it on her phone and then we were like, we were so confused because it was quite far away and we had walked down the street. And then she was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to come with you and I'm going to show you the way. So she like helped us. She started the way for us. And then we, um, we got to a destination. And I feel like that was just the courteous of her. No one I know, like, and she was a stranger, a complete stranger would come out of their way to show a random family the way to the destination, and I found mm-hmm. that very courteous of her. Like she was probably going to work or she's probably going to school. It was summer, and it was really hot. She had so many other things to do. Just like the kind gesture, like that very moment, I felt like I spoke a lot about the country as a whole. And in my mind, I remember like people always the the, the typical stereotype about Canadians saying, "Oh, they're really nice," and that's ready to help. Story. Exactly, ready to help always courteous and welcoming that's the first thing that that, I, that came to my mind
0: a first good impression a first good yeah. and lasting impression about Canada hosting
1: sure
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> how do you make friends in university
1: honestly for me it was never really hard to make I think it's never hard to make friends it's hard to Maintain them. It's very easy to make friends. Every, you can be talking to everybody, and they all become friends. But it's it's more about maintaining friendship and being there through pick and pin. That's the real concern. But like in Canada, I think one thing I'm really grateful for is like, my first year of course, to university, I lived in residence. Um, I lived in the dorm. So because of that, I lived. I lived with the roommate as well, and was on campus. And that really helped me. Like It's it's from there that I have my own group of friends. Because we used to eat together. We used to come back home. from We used to come back from school together. We used to bring the bus together. Everything we did was together. So it was like this, this kind of like family. We have seen each other waking up in the morning. We have seen each other going to school. We've seen each other the best and the worst in the year. And I feel that's what created that closeness, that friendship. But also it's... If I would say what really helped me make friends is also like putting myself out there in the sense of going for so many events and gatherings and these these fancy cocktail parties and just small, small gatherings that are organized by the school for new students.
0: Oh, okay. So the school organizes things activities to integrate newcomers from abroad.
1: Yes. And they do organize it well. They make you feel good. There's always a lot of food. This food is always a gimmick. People always comfort food. <laughs> and, and we're international students, so they will have food from different countries. Like, they'll have an um, international week. They'll have different clubs and associations of different cultures to be put up. So you can join these associations. There are these associations from your faculty, in the sense if you're studying um, human relations, there'll be a there'll be association for human relations that you can join and be a part of. So they're just things that you do you, you do to get yourself more involved and have more people around you that you can call friends.
0: Did it help you to feel integrated?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely.
0: It facilitates definitely. socializing, probably. Yeah. You talk about the international week. What does it consist of?
1: The international week is um, this kind of integration program during like the first week of uh, school before school actually. But they held a lot of activities. They there's oh they also have like a bank set up, a phone booth where you can you know make your own bank account, have your get your SIM card. It's like. Uh, give you resources about to how to get around the city, buy you your, um, buy you buy yourself a transportation pass, a bus pass or a metro pass. Give you more idea about like safety, how to because we all are new to the country as a whole, just not to the school but to the country as a whole. And we gotta know what we should do and what we can do. And then also helping us figure out our documents if we need any help, which offices to go, where our classes are. It was a school
0: tour and and what was the biggest change for you when you arrived uh, in in Canada in terms yes cultural change or yes what kind of other the change you faced it
1: was less cultural but more um, personal it was more like an introspection of myself because for me it didn't culturally it didn't feel like a big difference because Like, since I lived in Nigeria, I was in international school. It was something I was used to, seeing people from different backgrounds and different walks of life. But what was more fascinating to learn about myself is that I was way responsible than I thought I was. Or I was way responsible than I thought my parents thought I was. Mm -hmm. In a sense, like, for example, a simple example is if I live with my parents at home in Nigeria and I suppose there's a birthday party that I need to go to and I come back from late I know my mom was, my parents are going to be calling me all the time how am I getting back home it's late in the night is is your driver going to be there all these questions whereas away here I'm by myself and it's not that I can stay I can stay out for a really long time and I like that it's it's not about that it's about the fact that I have to provide I have to restrictions on myself mm-hmm. to make sure I come back to the routine by myself. So it's like the sense of responsibility that I didn't realize I had. Like, okay, you can't be out for too long. Otherwise, how are you going to get back home? The metro is going to close. You got to find a ride back home. Okay, don't be, don't get home too late because tomorrow morning you got to wake up. And all these things, I feel like if I lived with my parents, it was mostly like they initiated these things that I didn't know I had to do it since I live alone like coming back home cooking your meals, eating healthy paying your bills, it was like the sense of responsibility that I didn't know I had and made me feel like wow I can I can do this Like I don't have to be, I'm not like uh, just for, I'm not here just to like like oh since I'm living away from my parents I can do whatever I want but in other sense it was like you have to set your own boundaries and restrictions as you know, this is not what you can do because you're accountable for your own actions at the end of the day. Nobody's going to be there to save no, your parents.
0: you're anything. accountable and more responsible of yourself. And probably you have grown a lot by this situation. Mm-hmm. I
1: definitely think so. It has helped me see another side of me or actually added more to me than what
0: I had. You did not think you were able to do this?
1: <laughs> I, I, don't, I, in my, I don't think I wasn't able to do this. I just thought that... I didn't need to be, take, be in the shoes of taking responsibility. It was something that was done for me in the sense, oh, I'll just call somebody and they'll pick me up if I was living with my parents. But here, it's like I'm on my own. If I don't, if I stay back for too late, I got to either Uber or tell someone to drive me. And if you tell someone to drive me, i got to make sure they're in the condition to drive me back home. And an Uber is really expensive because the city, it could be big, you might be really far away, and spending money in Uber is just a waste of money at the end of the day. So rather just take the metro home. So it's like the sense of, I would say, like, discipline also at the end. Like, I I thought I didn't have it. Like, figuring out the time for you to study by yourself. Nobody's going to force you to be like, oh, you have to study to get good grades. later, it, you have to maintain, treat yourself the, the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. What about safety? It's very different from Nigeria, living in Canada, in terms of safety, probably, and probably as a woman, too.
1: Well, I, w- I would say, let me tell you a funny story, but it was this time where, like, we had to cross the street, and in my head, I have never waited for the traffic light ever in my life to cross the street and it was like I had to wait for the cars to pass by, look at the signal across the street to know how to cross the street and I felt I felt like wow I'll be missing out on life I didn't know how to cross the street at all and I feel badly hit me as to like the system of different countries in Nigeria I never we were I was never put in a situation where I could cross the street to be very honest. And in, in India, we, I just crossed the street like nobody's looking at me. It was just something very common. So when it comes to like safety, I feel like in Canada, the government puts a lot of rules and then rules to protect your interests. And at the end, of, the end of the day, it's, I've never ever felt scared or maybe I've had a few incidents. With, like yeah, yes, I have, but it wasn't like. scared all the time or like I can be walking out late at night or
0: something like that. How old is it influenced to travel alone as a woman? Um, Let's say in Canada.
1: It's not that different. I've never really thought of it as being a woman and traveling around has, has something, two things have to like go along with each other in a different way. It's just something that happens in trap exploring if you're a woman or a man maybe you have different struggles yes but at the end of the day I never felt different I was never like oh I'm a woman and I'm exploring the city and that there might be some things I have to be careful about it was never a big thing but there was this one time I remember I was at the metro I was walking back home and it was snowing it was the first snow of the year like the first snow There's this guy who saw that I didn't have my my hood on to my cover my head and we were we were standing at the traffic light across the street and then he started he, he started following me and I was furious, I was scared, and I live very close to the manifestation, so I didn't want him to know where I live, And then he touched my shoulder I saw a grocery store close by and I just entered the grocery store and I just remained in the grocery store for a few minutes. I called up a friend. I stayed there. I saw that he was, he was waiting outside, but after a while he left and I just went back home. So, and was, everything but, went okay
0: in the end? I'm sorry? Everything went okay in the end?
1: Yes. yes. I mean, like, I'm sure it was just like a random person trying to follow me, but I guess I wasn't like scared. If I really wanted if I was really felt threatened by his presence, I'm sure there are people around that would have helped me as well. So it's never like I'm scared all the time or it's a safe country, it's a safe city.
0: So very different situations from the ones you you had to face in Nigeria.
1: Yeah. I would definitely say
0: What, what do you miss most when living in Canada?
1: Um, what do I miss from home?
0: I don't know. Yes, the question is open. <laughs>
1: There's one thing that I miss a lot, and it took me a lot of time to get used to It's after a long day at school and being in the library and reading books and staying on your laptop all day, coming home hungry, and then you open the door your room or to your house and you hear a silence i feel that was something that i had i was disturbing at first to deal with because like if if this if i was living with my parents in lagos or anywhere else with my parents and my family i wouldn't have experienced the same the moment i open back open my door to the house it's like my mom asking me how my day is and my dad working on his laptop and mom cooking my brother coming and bothering me it would be like this atmosphere but back here by myself was like I was opening a door to silence and at first it was really unpleasant it was something I was like oh maybe I need a pet to just come running towards me Mm -hmm. or something like that but then I realized that I needed that I needed that at the end of the day because I was always around so many people all the time throughout the day with my friends with people teachers and everything association meetings and whatever it felt like when I came back home, I would have come back home to a spot that's just quiet, and that's what I realized that it was like I didn't realize what the universe was giving to me, but the moment I realized it, I was very grateful for it.
0: Maybe to unload some pressure uh, after and so many new information you you get from school from the country, it's quite challenging. Maybe more than you that you imagine, though you are quite used to it now. And what about yeah. the weather differences?
1: What oh the... <laughs> my goodness! Go there. Oh my! I remember. Oh my gosh! The first winter was fun. It was fun because it was like, oh my gosh, snow and your boots, and you have to get into your your winter fashion. I remember watching this entire video, it's like how to show your outfit in the winter. Because all my pictures in the winter just have my black jacket on. I can't be. Sh- I can't. All they can see is my black jacket. They can't see what I'm wearing inside. But, um, it was, yeah, that was a big confirmation. Definitely. I can't believe I didn't mention that earlier. It, oh, it's it, it cold, and it, it snows, and it snows, and it snows. And it's windy. When it's windy, it's the worst, because you can't even walk. You gotta put your face down. And, I mean, you get used to it. You start enjoying it. And it's different, because when it snows, and it's, the weather is not the best. There's so many things you can do inside. There are a lot of activities that people end up doing that are very indoors. And being indoors feels even better because there's like barbecues indoors, there are the school sets of different things that you can do indoors to help you deal with the weather.
0: Would you consider it as, as a challenge? I mean, climate differences for you coming from very warm climate countries?
1: I would not. Consider it as a challenge. I would consider it as something new that you have to experience. Because to be very honest, if I think about it, if if I think about it as a challenge, I feel like I'll be more sad about it and crib and complain. But cribbing and complaining about the weather is not just gonna help the situation. I have to get through it. Like it's summer now; it's gonna be September soon. And it's going to be fall. And if I complain about it, it's like, anyways it's going to come. So rather just embrace it. Just love it. even though you don't, It's like math. Nobody, I don't know anybody who likes math. I mean, I'm sure there are people that <laughs> love mathematics, but you can't just be like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Rather you just do it and get it done with. So I would say that mindset really helped me get through the
0: weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did your relationships with your parents and family evolve? Evolved since you have been studying away from home.
1: Interestingly, I've, I've I have um I ended up talking to them even more since I'm in Canada or since I'm in university. It's like I make sure I face uh FaceTime my mom at least every day. Well, my dad depends if he's in town or if he's busy, and my brother, yeah, he's just there. We talk, but I feel like it has definitely gotten me close closer to them because I end up talking to them more whereas when you when we live with them it's like we live with each other we don't necessarily have to talk about everything but since we're away we find we, we there's this moment where you want to tell them everything and they want to tell you everything that shuts down we get to experience their life even
0: more I, I'm sure they have learned a lot of things about you since you left I mean, you, you oh, discussed. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are very proud of the way you've grown up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how do you think women are globally perceived in the Canadian society? If you had to compare with the country you lived before.
1: The way women are perceived, they are definitely perceived in a, more, in a different way. and it's not, And they don't really have a lot of gender roles that's what i've noticed countries i've been in or countries i'm from it's mostly like a lot of gender roles like okay the woman of the house she comes back home from work and she cooks for the kind of gender roles
0: or so I the vision was, yeah definitely. So the vision you have of of your own role as a woman globally has evolved. Yeah. yeah. Well we I
1: always had this vision. It was more about seeing it in
0: action that
1: gave me a sense of satisfaction.
0: What what like, do you mean?
1: Like it was always like yeah you know, Okay, we don't believe in gender roles. We don't believe in. It was something like we all. It was. I felt like it was something that we all thought about, but it was like we never really got to experience it. But now, since it's in Canada, I'm seeing like my neighbors, my friends, my friends' parents, the way they live. It's like you can experience it. They're not necessarily any set gender roles that come into action.
0: Mm. Okay, interesting, and. Uh... What skills and talents have you discovered living away from home? You discussed about taking up more responsibilities, but have you have you developed any talents or particular skills you'd like to share? a
1: very important skill I feel that has speaking about me actually is time management. I'm so bad at managing my I was <laughs> I was so bad at managing my time, oh my god, I only know how I went through IV in high school. I do not know how I got through that. <laughs> I do not know what I think about it. But like now, it's like making your own schedule, planning your meal. I've never ever planned my meals cooking a day before so that the next day you can have, you have something for lunch. Or something like, wow, who am I becoming? Is this me? I was like, okay, maybe we got to embrace this new, responsible person. Also, like, paying your bills as well. Never I have to ever pay for rent, pay for electricity, pay for Wi-Fi, pay for water, and all these utilities. But, like, if you don't pay for them on time, you get, like, interest added up. But money is going to be the same that's coming in. So, it's like, like, if you don't do it, you have consequences. And I feel that's what I, it came to my realization. Whereas when I was a little bit younger, it was like, yeah, if you don't do it, you have consequences. But you don't really have to deal with those consequences yourself. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you do something, you deal with your
0: consequences. You have learned to anticipate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you had to do it again, would you make the same decision about your studies and, and, and the country you're studying in? Would you go to Canada again? If you, you
1: asked me this question, let's say six months ago, I think my answer would be different. But the heat of the situation, I would, say, I, would say, I would say I'm actually grateful that I came to Canada. I was so adamant on going to the U.S. and living that typical university dream, university lifestyle, driving around, being a part of a sorority, which was, was something I always wanted And I realized that at the end, everything happens, happens for a reason. And I will not say I chose Canada. I would say like Canada chose me, in other words. Because it was like, we already prepared my application. And also the university, I was going to two universities at the same time. Then one got canceled, and then I ended up coming to Montreal. So it was like, like, I didn't really choose it. I felt like it chose me. And it chose me for a very valid reason, because if I didn't come here... I would be dealing with a lot of things right now in the U.S. And that would not be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So what would you, what would be your dream life? What are you dreaming of for the future? Do you have any plans?
1: To be very honest, if you ask me what I'm dreaming of, I have this typical picture in my mind where I am wearing this very Beautiful outfit, office attire. I'm wearing my heels. I get off my car and I run very fast, climb up the stairs to go and give a presentation. And that's like, that's just something I feel like to think about. And I'm like in my hand, and My hair is bouncing as I run up the stairs, and everybody's wishing me good morning, good morning, good morning. Mm-hmm. And I enter the door, and people are sitting down, and I'm giving a presentation. Very, very cinematic. Uh-huh. But it's something I feel I see myself doing.
0: You'd like to become famous, and and what kind of presentation would you do? You mean a conference?
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say a presentation about like the company, st- uh, company sales in the past six months, or like people, like people are waiting for this presentation for a really long time, and we'll be working on it.
0: Hmm. Maybe you could start with uh, with short videos. Think about little presentations and then start doing this, and so you could check.
1: (laughs) But but the thing was, like, like, I don't know. I have so many things. When I start talking, I feel I'm a very talkative person, (laughs) and I do not know. Like, being a YouTuber is always something I wanted to do. Being a person on YouTube, I have so many of my friends that have started their own YouTube channel, but at the end of the day, I've realized that I don't want to put my life out there. I don't want to. Because also with the YouTube, with being a YouTube individual at a young age and having a lot of content, because you be showing them about what you do in your life, what you eat, who you go out with, what you wear, it's it's like putting your life out there in a very vulnerable spot that I don't know I want to be a part of.
0: Hmm, I understand. We'll we'll soon coming to to the end of this interview, and I would, uh, what advice could you give to students who, who consider to study in Canada? For them to adjust smoothly in the country.
1: Good winter coat for sure, and especially you have so much expectation of in your head if, of what you feel, your experience, what you want it to be like, and also you have heard stories of your parents and university and other people in movies. and movies. I feel like don't let that expectation be your reality. Rather, like make make your own reality. Like, don't be like, oh, this is what needs to happen. This is what I've heard of and I want to, I want to live it. Rather, just, there are good things happening your way. Just go along with it and be in the moment rather than having more expectations.
0: Okay. And as an Indian, what do you think you can bring to Canada?
1: I would say, (laughs) I would say more spice to their food. (laughs) Not I, I but also there's so many Indians here so I don't think me being Indian is bringing something different. I guess it's more about me being Arya that's bringing something different because me being Indian, there's so many Indians here. They've already bought a lot to the country. I would say they have so many small businesses, restaurants, and so many other things that they do. So I would not say as as what I bring of me being Indian would add more, I would say it's more it would be like, add something different, I would say more. Would just add more
0: to it. A few years ago I went to Canada and I said well in, in Canada it's, it's like a cultural melting pot and the lady answered to me, no no in US it's a melting pot in Canada it's like a mosaic Exactly and I definitely I
1: definitely agree with her, a lot of say this, it's because it's it's also because um, Canadian is like the home of the native uh, abroad national people, the native people of Canada. And it's, it's like they don't want to mess with your culture. When we say melting pot, we make it feel like we put everything together, stir it up, and make this concoction, which everybody has to be cool with. Whereas in Canada, it's like you have your religion, you want to do this, respect that do it. We have our own. But when we meet together, we'll be best We'll be best friends. There's no problem with that. And I feel that's more respectful. If I were to practice my religion, if I want to be wearing some kind of outfits, my religion, a religious attire, for example, or anything like that, it's like I would be respected because people around respect me and that's what makes the perfect move back of, a, of the image in your head. Because it's not like we're, we're, we're adding we're telling you to do what. Canada's telling us to do don't do this, don't do that. We have certain regulations it's less of a
0: melting pot. Okay, very interesting. Alias, uh, yes, thank you very much for all the information and very interesting, uh, fascinating story you shared with us.
1: No, honestly thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. And I'm so I feel like I want to say I'm proud of you, but it's like I'm I'm so like fascinated by this idea. So I wish you good
0: luck. Thank and you. I can't
1: wait to hear more about
0: it. I'll do my best to promote all these beautiful ladies. I will interview. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. for having me. Thanks for having. Thank me. you. See you soon. Bye bye, Aria. Bye. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. If you'd like to share your experience abroad as a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, Contact me on my page, Women Abroad, on Instagram or Facebook. You can also listen to our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and on our website www.francoise-falice.com I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon!